Welcome back to another episode of the Out of Sean podcast. I'm Ko. And I'm Yao. How you doing, brother? Man, man, man. It's, it's been a long trying week, you know. Um, one of the things that I came across over the news cycle was here, especially here in the uh, Baltimore area, you know, there was a, been a rash of shootings. Mm. Uh, there was one in particular that really struck a chord with the community because this was a July 4th weekend, families just fellowshipping, having a good old block party in. There was a situation where, where a young man just opened fire on everybody. And the kind of community is devastated. This be, this is now reverberated to the national cycle because, you know, the, all this talk about gun control, about gun violence and ways that we can kind of uh, get ahead of the, the, the problem and try to counteract all these um, situations that are unfortunate that are happening within our community. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was this whole idea of lack of reverence for human life. Because at the end of the day, from my perspective, that's what it comes down to. But let, let's talk about that a little bit and what that means and where do we think a lot of this uh, angst and anger and rage is coming from on the internal, from the internal perspective and how we see it manifest, manifesting here in the global community? Well, I mean, unfortunately, um, our people have been in a, a conundrum uh, of... Um, constant death has been like a plague for us uh, because we are a lost uh, people all over the globe so even though this is happening in Baltimore this has been happening for many 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 <laughs> many years you know one of the songs I just remind me of um, I think it was 50 Cent many me wish death upon me you see, death has become a uh, our um, almost like our song has been our our um, reproach for so long, and it stems to uh, the mental and spiritual um, issue that we've been under for such a long time. That goes back to uh, beyond colonial times. This goes back to as one would call scriptural or biblical times. This has been a a plague that has has hit us and you know when i used to hear people say that i thought nah it has nothing to do with it it's just us being ignorant and there is portions of it that does uh, allude to our ignorance but if we go back to what we've been talking before that spirit root fruit going back to the way human beings are made you can see that there is a a low level underlining pinning that is moving things into a certain direction that uh, some of the powers that be understand and uh, we are unaware of because of the different captivities that we've been in for such a long time. And when I say captivities, I just mean not being autonomous and being able to make your own decisions, but always under the rule of someone else being a captured, enslaved um, captivity. I'm using all those sort of in the same space. And the scripture talks about the firstborn or his children uh, being scattered and being a byword among the nations until they come back to their rightful alignment. So every human being, every being, every essence has its own space that it's been given to occupy. Even if you look in the plant kingdom, they talk about evasive species that come in and can destroy um, plant in the plant life world or um, lions and tigers. They all mark their territories because they've been given a certain sector for them to dwell in. But where is the place for the Afros to dwell 
other than in a subservient position, but it hasn't always been that way. Let me ask you a question, because on that point, because <clears throat> when I when I read and you just just following the migration of the children of Israel, just using the Bible as a backdrop. Mm-hmm. So the one of the questions I asked myself is, what was the community temperature aspect or life like? Was there a lot of infighting? Was there a lot of crime? Was there a lot of killings and murder? Or was it so much, was the oppression so severe that you didn't have time to worry about killing one another or stealing from your brother or sister? Because captivity was has been present all through human existence. There's always been that domination, that control, whether it's the Crusades, where it's religious forces trying to get folks to convert and to buy. So there's always been that tug of war of power. Mm-hmm. But the relationship amongst people, especially common commoners and people, this one seems to be hit a little different in the sense that we're talking like aimless life, not even you stole from me and I'm trying to get retribution. Because typically when you think about death in in the original sense, it's, there's usually a reason behind somebody coming after your family. Now it's just nilly willy. It's just free for all. It's I'm feeling a certain way. I'm going to take my pain and my anger out on this person who has nothing to do with where this is coming from. Mm. But the And then the caveat is that it's oftentimes it's the brother or it's the sister that looks like me, not somebody else, not even the cause or the source of my pain. I don't, I'm not going to take it out on that thing, but I'm going to the person closest to me. To talk to that and, you know, because we talk about the bloodline, we talk about identity, we talk about seed line. This one is very, very confusing to a lot of people because it almost makes you callous. And when you talked about that, how how we are perceived in the macro. Now, this is why it's very difficult for many people to comprehend police brutality or comprehend how the system incarcerates high numbers of African-Americans and and Hispanics versus the the other folks. Because when we see ourselves perpetuated in a certain visual, the illusions of what comes through the TV screen, what comes through the music, it reinforces in their minds, yeah, you need to be locked up. Yeah, you always do crime. Yes, you're the one who's more likely to shoot and kill because this is what's been triggered all the time. Every time you see gangs again, you see this. And even though it's a small sector of society, that becomes a representation for everybody. So regardless of what background, where you're from, how you grew up, what country you came from, mm-hmm. certain circles look at us all the same. But once again, speak to where this chaos comes from, how it actually reverberates and it passes down, and why people of today are functioning the way they're functioning. Well, you always answer yourself, but uh, <laughs> it's, it, it goes back to, like you said, if we go back to the historical context, um, i.e. the scriptures or some referred to as the Bible, what was the first um, sin? Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. brother killing each other. What happened to Joseph? He was sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelites. Who were the Ishmaelites? The Ishmaelites were actually still within their bloodline. That was Abram's son, his first son that he had with Hagar, which was a different group of people, but it was still Afro peoples. So it's the same um, internal war that continues, which all peoples have. Right. Everyone has that. We've seen it in Ukraine with Russia. We've seen it. Um, with different um, in the European, whether it be the Vikings and the uh, all that in inbred fighting that was happening among them, 
that also happens among all people groups i'm sure in the latin spaces there's the wars the aztecs versus the mayans and the incas and so forth and so on so that's normal as you said before that normally happens the 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 problem that has happened for us is that first of all the spiritual um law that we've broken that the most high commanded us to do as a people he's commanded all groups of people to do certain things but i can only speak for us and what he's told us to do was to not have other gods before him right so once you have other gods or you have other things that you refer to or you look to as being um the importance or the reason for being i.e materialism that's what then perpetuates and fuels and complicates and compounds and creates that voluminous a volume of 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 killing that has happened over long periods of time so if you take it back to um, when the inbred fighting amongst us, whether it be in different tribal groups, the Ashantis versus the Fantis or the Hootsis, the Tutsis or this group versus that group, Ugandas versus this group, that wars that was happening internally, then outsiders coming in on top of that to help with the divide and conquer, as they call it, then being stripped from your natural habitat into another space. You're all mixed up now. Right. So after you've been mixed up for so long, you now come into a new land that is not your own. You've came from already chaotic situations internally. Now you're outside of your natural habitation. Now you're having to struggle to fight with limited resources. So what happens after a while over time? That becomes the new normal. So now you have no regard for anything that's valuable and your value is now set on things that are not real or it's physically here, mm-hmm. but it doesn't never it doesn't amount to life. Life is the most valuable thing we have. That's why I like when Bob, the, the, the interviewer asked Bob Marley, you have all these riches. He said, what riches? My riches is life. Because if you don't if you don't have life, then having your cars or your whatever you have that is material, it means nothing. If you can't use it, if you can't uh, exploit it. Right. So this perpetual state of brokenness is coming um, is just replicating itself. And unfortunately, the way it, it happens is in a compound way, because the way the most High made it, it usually goes for three to four generations. So mm. if you do something and you did it, then like my boy Zoe Black said in his song, um, if my mama had it and my grandma has it. That means I probably had that issue, y'all. So you you can see like people who gangbang, they usually their great grand OG was in it and they uncle uncles was in it and their grandfather was in it. So it's passed down. So what happens as wickedness increases, the level of wickedness increases, your bondage to those particular bloodlines or practices or ways of being, you don't know any different. Going to jail becomes what? Institutionalization. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We we got we gotta we gotta hold on that thought. So we're talking two and three generations. So if that's the case, now you see for a person where we are right now today, how can you stop that? Because is, is that a universal law? Because we see it happening over and over again. Yeah. But what can we do to hit that pause button to say it stops here? Like what is what is what's the solution? Because many people that listen to us and listen to what you just said. We'd be like, dang, it seemed like it's a never-ending cycle. And we're talking to a large swath of people, many different peoples, many different ideals, many different beliefs. Mm -hmm. But what is the solution 
to this crisis that we're currently in? Two things. The first solution is understanding like what the scripture says that the savior came that he might destroy the works of darkness or to break cycles. So it starts with knowledge, understanding, overstanding. We have to overstand what is happening. That's why I'm so big on history or understanding where things came from. So then you can logically and then spiritually understand. And when I say spiritual, once again, it's spiritual has been locked into religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about spiritual understanding your soul your mind your will your emotions knowing how to realign some would say that's the soul so forth so i'm talking about the intangibles the way people think mindset mind patterns ideals that get etched into the thought processes that after time begins to activate into dna status once it gets into that status then it's a whole nother level we can say it another way where it starts with an obsession then it turns into an oppression then it turns into or suppression, oppression, obsession, depression, possession. So I, I mix the order up a little bit, but you can see there's a there's a level and that happens over time. So mm-hmm. d- dissecting and understanding where people are. So every individual is going to be different. Like you said, there's different people, right. groups, different things. So if you go into a community and you say, what are the issues here? Um, they've been killing in Baltimore for the past 40 years doing that, da, 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 da. Okay. What is the history of Baltimore? Okay. Let's get into the history of Baltimore. Where is Baltimore? Baltimore started with the guy named Lord Baltimore. Okay. Lord Baltimore. So this was a, a English settlement of some sort. Yeah. So then we begin to look at that. Oh, hold on. And then, so how did Afro peoples or Latino or marginalized groups begin to come into place? What was their their status how do they come in oh they came in as indentured servants or as workers or as slaves or whatever it may be oh okay hold on so what was happening in all of maryland oh Maryland, maryland is maryland that's mary's land that was the mm-hmm. catholics who came in Did, oh so hold on the catholics set this up let's get into the catholics a little bit okay then you go to the dumb <laughs> the versa <laughs> you got to get to the root because once you get to the root like oh dang so oh, church had a role to play in this oh so now how do we fix it now Okay, this is how we can fix it. Depending on the individual, what is your family like? Well, my dad was locked up, da 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 da. But why did he get locked up, man? Because he was trying to da da da. So there has to be a soul search, you know. For me, there I had a soul search that happened. Um, I had to go in these past five years and really, and I'm just one generation off, going all the way back to last three months ago. I was able to go back to my mother's hometown, and I'm 45 years old now. 45 years away from your homeland so i had a sense of my own identity that was lost we're about to go back to your mom's homeland in in a couple of weeks by the time y'all hear this we've already been there and back but that seals something in your psyche in your spirit in your soul that you retap because that's the way the most high made it from the beginning so if you don't go back to your as my friend like to call it tap root if you don't go back to the way you started what was spoken in the beginning or at least move towards that journey then you won't ever know and some of our you know brothers and sisters that are called african-americans they'll say well how am i going to know because i lost myself in many decades i don't even have my last name like malcolm x mm. he, i don't even know my that's how many perpetual uh, systematic um uh, captivities and enslavement i've been in that my name was taken from me but your blood hasn't been taken from you your dna mm. has been taken from you that's the one thing that most i said will never be lost so we have to start to live by those principles and rules to begin to come back into our own which one of our partners was able to do it and found her tap root 
her oldest marker in her DNA all the way down to Ghana. And she's being able to meet with that bloodline as we travel. So imagine that could happen for anybody. Anybody can do that because once you have a sense of that, that gives you so much power. You've recycled back to the beginning, that BTE back to eating. You recycle back to where you are now from that standpoint. You can begin to deal with the ills, whether it be the economic ills, the EDs ills, and that's ill. First, it has to start with the DNA and identity because that's where the most high made it and once you can realign yourself to that i would even encourage europeans the same thing united states most people don't know where they came from what house they came from to a degree because of their last name they may know or i have french background or i'm from um russia or i'm from uh, czechoslovakia or wherever in the european spaces you come from but going back and to understand those things will bring a better sense of who you are and what your proclivities are and even what your ancestors have did or did not do because it wasn't all the Europeans, you know, some of them Slavic, some of them were enslaved peoples as well. They were a part of the indentured class, the lower class, whether it be the Irish or the the Ireland in the in the in the United Kingdom spaces. There's always been an underclass and an upper class, even among Afro spaces. There was the richer Afros that were um, moving on the 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 poor Afros. So once we understand some of those concepts and have teachers and teachers doesn't have to be technically like the way we know it in school, but just having um, like they call them babas or an elder or a pop or a, a, a mother, a queen mother or someone who could help you understand historically what has happened or going on Google and just knowing what happened in your area is going to give you a little bit more insight as to where things are going, where it has been and how we need to adjust. And then you start to find your answers. The most high comes in with truth. See, the most high is the one who's the only one who can heal it because he's the one who said it from the beginning. But yeah. human beings, we have our own power. We have our own way and we choose what way we, we want to go into or we're manipulated or marketed or shown or educated to think a certain way. So then if you're being educated to go south when you are from the north, you are... <laughs> No matter which you'll begin to settle and think you're doing good. So if you're going south on the 95 and you're in Maryland, you're trying to get to Florida and you're supposed to be going to New York and you turn around around South Carolina and you turn back up and you're going north. Hey, you're going in the right direction, but you still got some time to go. It's like when people who can't read, who start reading at, say, 30 years old and they're reading at a fifth grade level and they jump to an eighth grade level by the time they're um, you, you, you're doing good. But. <laughs> You, you still have a ways to go. And that's the humility and the patience and just being able to discern how to help people move through. Move forward. So, so, I mean, so it's definitely the importance of understanding where people are. But that that's why I think education is so important. And when I say education, I'm just talking about the ability or the yearning to acquire knowledge and to mm-hmm. understand, to be inquisitive, to be curious. Because that is a um, characteristic of children. Children are very, very curious mm-hmm. because they're learning. They're in this exploratory stage for such so, so many years. But as adults, we always have to keep that inquisition and that curiosity because that's what spurs our motives and our ambitions and our drive to do things. It's about knowing. It's about being ever learning. It's reading the newspaper, understanding what's going on outside of your state, outside of your community, mm-hmm. outside of your world. Because mm-hmm. what we will find is that us and the people that look like us are going to the same issues. But because we've been insulated, because we think our issues are just for us in our global, in our local community, we're failing to realize of our common bonds. And that comes to like what you said, the generations, the reverberations, the 
the uh, the DNA because we came from the same locations. So that's how you'll find. Let's say I'm from, let's say the um, the Irish. If they're good woodworkers, that's why when you look at certain regions in the United States, if if there was a large swath of people who migrate into an area and now they're woodworkers, it's because that's what they did in, in their natural habitat. That's what they did in their homeland. When we look at African people, it was easy for us to become slaves or to to work the fields because we worked the fields and had farms and we were the caretakers of the ground. So they knew, oh, they're excellent at that. Bring them over here to the new world and let them be in charge of that. But just in, it was the manner they did it because mm-hmm. left to our own environments, we will revert back to our natural form or what comes natural to us, you know, but we have to understand that. And now being, as we move forward into 2023, being in this more modern technological environment for some of us we're at an impasse because we always want to get back to the point of trying to understand self and understand the why why am i here that's such a a deep and a loaded question for a lot of people myself included because that's something you have to answer and walk towards on a daily basis but at the root level we also have to understand as a people as a collective body of people that there's no way that we can continuously move forward, that we can continuously provide solutions to move ourselves to a better plane if we stay divided, if we stay mm-hmm. not unified and not wanting to be unified, not wanting to work with our brothers, but always mm-hmm. thinking that their ice is colder or, you know, what, I'll have a better opportunity there because I see it in higher education. Mm hmm. We train you, we do this, we do that, but we're training you to go into circles that we know you're not going to succeed in. Mm-hmm. And you know you're not going to succeed in, but you're still willing to put all your effort to go and please. And I, I just had that conversation this week and I, and I was just mystified. I'm like, why do we do that? Because we already know what the end game is. You know what disappointment lies ahead. Mm-hmm. You know what anxiety and what leads to depression and mental distress lies ahead if you mm-hmm. take this road. But it's like, very few people take it. At least I can be a part of it. At least I can get some of the crumbs. At least they'll give me something. Some of the crumbs is crucial. Some of the crumbs. <laughs> Not create your own way or go with a brother or sister like-minded and do something way out of the norm. That is not even autonomy. on their radar. You hit it it's, right on that. I want to do what they do. Mm-hmm. I want to go to that level. I want to be that CEO of that company. Why that company? Right. That company doesn't even serve the best interest of your community. Why is that so important? Why do you identify or want to be identified with people in groups outside of your own that Mm -hmm. don't benefit you to your own detriment? That is something that I grapple with on a daily basis because we see it happening over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, why why, why do you think that is? Is this just a condition, a human condition? What is it? It goes back to what we said when we were talking earlier this morning, the power of discipline. The power of discipline. We don't want to discipline ourselves to create your own. So you always want to tag along to somebody else feeling that it's already there and I can see it. So that that mindset of not building for oneself and and self uh, help you just it's easier to go that route. But with that route, just like the most I told the children when they first wanted a king like the other nations, he said, you sure you want a king? They was like, yeah, we want to be like everybody else. We don't want you to be our king. We don't want you to we don't want to be natural and just connect to you. We want to have someone rule over us. He's going to take your children and make them put them in his army and tax you and do this and do this. Okay, we want that. And to this day. That's what we got. 
So discipline of focus and to put one concerted mindset to accomplish a goal is difficult because it's not physically in front of you and you don't have the resources to help do A, B, C, and D. But how are you going to start it? I mean, even the people who came in, the, when the Europeans came here to this area, they had to what? Colonize the area, first of all. So that's work. Mm-hmm. And then had to build whatever it is that they built. That's work. That's discipline. Where did they get that discipline from? Because of the, ec- the ecological space they came from. It was cold and they had to or they were going to die. They realized we got to stop killing each other and we need to build together. So they became wow. all the way over time the United States. The United States is just a, a, a consortium or a, a variety of the European right. face value. Forget about, you know, um, what it's done to us and so forth and so on. Let's just look at it from an a, a objective standpoint. They went from one place, came into another place change the minds of those individuals to think the way they think to build anybody can do it Chinese have done it the Indians are doing it right now it can be done we did it a long time ago but we we're so numerous and so diverse in our application and our culture and then the ramifications of being spread away from the your root land is a huge issue You see, um, Malcolm X says something really powerful. I saw a clip on Instagram the other day. He's talking about the China man or the Chinese person was disrespected. I mean, you can read about even in San Francisco where they were um, they had the Chinese act where there was um, they were um, oppressed and so forth and so on. It had to work under horrible conditions and built a lot of the railroad systems because they built what the Great Wall. So they like you said, when you naturally know how to do things, you know that we're caretakers of the earth. That's why you go to Africa, you see all of the animals, you see that we're very, t- we, we know the land very well, so that's why we became enslaved. Well, I'm not saying that we weren't enslaved, but I'm saying it, the, our good actions or abilities were used or misused, yeah. was exploited, right? Because we use each other. There's no way to not use one another. It's the misuse and exploitation that becomes the issue. So anyhow, the Chinese went through that and he said, but once Mao Zedong was able to make China strong back in those 60s and they became somewhat of a world power or gained an independence of themselves. He said the Chinese man everywhere in the world was becoming respected because China was respected. So if that same principle applies in the Afro spaces, if if Afro peoples can begin to galvanize, even if they galvanized in local community spaces and began to work together, and began to strengthen one another. The power will be uplifted. That's why the the goal is to not have unification. And unification requires discipline. <laughs> you can't just do whatever you want when you want to do it. You have to uh, discipline yourself and create consistency that could be built upon. So any exactly. corporation, any business, corps are why they have guidelines, they have regulations, rules, and ways of being articles of confederation articles of whatever it may be mm-hmm. you have you to have corporations cooperation <laughs> once again that's banding together because there's going to be losers and winners from the eye from the human humanistic perspective but discipline as you mentioned as well as understanding that you can lessen yourself to disagree for the betterment of the community but then your strength and your talents could be magnified somewhere else so it's understanding how to fit within that puzzle. But that 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 that's very um a good point you just made because that lack of unity, as you just mentioned, how the Chinese mm-hmm. 
It's the same thing that goes on today. Just imagine if the African continent as a whole understood that concept. And I, I'm glad to see that there's certain presidents from different local areas that are understanding, oh, we're not going to do it this way. We're doing it this way. Because what I've realized in life is that people respect money. They respect currency and the ability to get access to things that can generate wealth. Mm-hmm. As we understand, the wealth that's on this planet is in one geographic location. Our people, if they understood what is be- beneath their feet that everybody's clamoring for, you set your own stage and standards the world will have to abide by. So knowledge, knowledge is the key. <laughs> knowledge, there it knowledge is. is power. Because once you overstand, understand who you are, let's take it to sports. Any mm-hmm. team... Any team that has won had three decide had three major things: unification, determination, and focus. Mm-hmm. Ta- it wasn't only talent because you have you obviously you need talent. Obviously, you need talented people. That's why you go and get different skill sets and different fields. But if everybody wants to be an entertainer, if everybody want to be a basketball player, are you going to be able to build any infrastructure with that? No. You need unification first. Unification. So unification. So we 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 can use one KB. mind. Yep, KD, Steph, Clay Thompson, the crew coming together. So KD, as you say, unification. You know what? I know I'm great all by myself, but I can join you guys as well, and we could work together. The best and example then, of that is LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's the best example. And the reason why? Please finish your thought, though. Well, no, no. I was gonna say let, let's use LeBron. So LeBron, let's say the first time they went to the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. even though he was the best person on planet Earth at that time, Dwayne Wade was nice. But him going to that team, he understood that. Mm. And even Dwayne Wade understood, like, you better than me. You, I, We need you to take over. LeBron was at that time where he was like, nah, I don't want to overshadow. But it became apparent that, nah, we brought you here because you plugged into this will make everybody else better. So you just go be you. You do you. And we'll fit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you saw once they jailed, the rest was history. And he had, a, he had a, from his high school, he understood how to bring people together. He knew how to find the talents in each person. You could be the best, but the best is actually the person who knows how to bring other people together, not just can do it on their own. That's not really being good. You're talented, but to be the best, the best is I'm good physically on my own, but I'm also, I know how to bring out the best in you. I know how to bring out the best in you. I know how to bring out the best in you. And then I know how to bring it together. That's the power is being able to bring the people together under one. What it, what was um, the tower of Babel? He said, if they are speaking one language, they can accomplish anything. anything. Not necessarily language as in I speak um, English and you speak tree and you speak um, Yoruba and you speak Ewe and you speak this. And you, that Those are somewhat of it, but it's about the focus points. What are the focus points and the intentions there? The, the, the FI or the AI, attention, intention and attention. What are we? What is our intention? Are our intentions pure? Are we on the same pure meaning? Are we on the same mindset? That could be for wickedness too. The people who are ruling, they have one mindset. Dominance. That's what a cartel is. A cartel is like, hey, look, we taking over this. We want no competition. So Shut it down. you get that mm-hmm. part. Okay, you got the east. I got the west. You got the north. Okay, cool. Everybody got getting it. their cut, but we let nobody else in. That's it. That's what corporation is, or yep. monopolizing is. So that principle works regardless of where you are, and they learn that from. Nimrod, Tower of Babel, that they thought they could shoot into the atmosphere with arrows to bring down the Most High. Mm. 
And what did that thought process has continued to happen to right now? What are we doing? Satellites into space. space. It's the same thing. It's the uttermost parts of the earth. There you go. Because we want to conquer. We want to be just like we. What did Satan say? I want to be like the Most High. So if we know our place goes back to the idolatry point. So if we humble ourselves and pray, seek out, seek His face, realign to what He made us to be, turn from our wicked ways, come together, healing will. It can be so fast. If we begin to think in that mindset, then the way we've been taught or the way it looks like right now looks one way, but with a perspective change and a knowledge base, going back to unification and realizing that when you see me, I see you, we won. If you look like me anywhere in this world, look, listen, no matter where you are, if you look logically think, if you look like me in any shade or form and we have a same texture, that means we come from the same stock, period. So if tell the brothers in Baltimore, if you are killing me, you are killing yourself. So you hate yourself. So who taught you to hate yourself? Hate yourself. Mm-hmm. That's Why it. do you hate yourself? And it's so funny. Like, uh, I remember one time my, my elder, he knows how to maneuver people so well that he can make them do whatever he wants them to do. So there's this one kid who kept coming around the car and he was he just got out the pen. You could tell he just came out the pen. So he was like, you know, trying to flex. And, and he, he was like, what are you bothering me for? He's like, no, nah, I can go wherever I want. Da-da-da-da-da. He was like, you know, throwing little attitudes. He was like, all right, cool. People like that, you don't want to give them too much energy because then they'll do something stupid like the boy in Baltimore and go mm-hmm. kill you for no reason because weapons are free for everybody. So it's not like you're stronger than us. You're just a coward and you'll shoot. So he hit, exactly. him, with the, he hit him right where it hurts. He said, man, you just got out the joint. Can't you go find you a woman or something? You can't get no woman? Dude walked away immediately. Left us alone. Ejected. Ejected. <laughs> because he knew he had him at a point where he was weak. He's like, oh yeah, I am supposed to be looking, for, at least trying to get a woman, but I'm over here trying to mess with dudes. He's like, all right. <laughs> so there's a way <laughs> to maneuver situations without having to use physical weapons and bring a consciousness that brings healing or can avert a situation or do many different things. In high school, I used to maneuver people with my words too, through jokes. They'll be calling me all kinds of names and stuff like that and I'll just be able to, I, I didn't understand my power. I would say something about their upbringing or say something what they are lacking in their life and penetrate past all the meander. Oh my gosh. And they, be, we, they we want to kill that me. Yeah. To, to this day, <laughs> I, I can let a person say 10,000 words. I say six and you would have thought I had stuck the knife and sword in him. I'm like, this you is an imbalance. You were just doing all that, and now I say one thing, and I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Very few words, you know? Hey. But like you said, and this is why people, I'm glad you said that, because, you know, people are like, he doesn't talk much. It's like, because when I say things, something's going to happen, so I'd just rather be quiet. Because one thing I learned from mentors and people that I admire and I was going to ask you this question because we talked about it. You mentioned unification, those those three things for every um you said unification, with the other one I think you said was the vision. Remember, but 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 it goes back to um the assembling, I think, of, of the team and stuff. Because once again, you gotta be able to like mindedness. Determination, I think. Determination. Yeah. So you gotta be working towards something collectively together. So once again, like-mindedness, that's that's bringing people together. That can work together and understand as well. Mm. A part of our problem, a part of our problem as a collective unit, we're not mm-hmm. self-aware. And we're not doing the work, inner and mm-hmm. external, to understand, like you said, where we are, where we came from. Right. Where is it that we're going? As a right. people, where are we going? 
as mm -hmm. an then we can bring this down to an individual family. What is the vision for your family? Where y'all going? What is your plan? What is the plan for us all? What is the plan for the future? Because when you don't, we're just aimlessly walk. We're just in the in the wilderness, just walking aimlessly, not knowing what we're gonna do. And what just our getting next money isn't be. the isn't isn't a focus. That comes mm -hmm. as a result of vision. If you have a vision to go somewhere, then your room, your gift will make room for you. Or the vision, write it and make it plain, then it will help you. Because it says the most high is the one who gives you the power to get, get wealth. wealth. Mm -hmm. Not not just riches, because riches is still um, relegated to what's a, what's um, um, popping at the time or what is the, the the standard. You have all types of currencies that are coming. You got the bricks coming pretty soon. They're trying this, and then you have this, and people are like, "Well, the dollars are always going to be because they got the biggest army, they got the biggest this." Fair enough. That's sure. a normal understanding. However, the Most High is the one who controls everything, right? Mm -hmm. So we saw what COVID did. That gave us a little, whether it was controlled or not, it still maneuvered higher than dollar, higher than all the currencies that are there. And it, it maneuvered things. So there are outside factors that if in the right time and space and anything can happen, right? You remember debt ceiling and people can say, oh, that's still controlled. Fair enough. I'm not here to argue all that. My point is the dollar hasn't been here forever. And it's not going to be here forever. No currency is forever, right? We're trying to go to digital currency. We got Bitcoin. We got all these different avenues and ways that are somewhat interconnected and still under the 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 dollar because the dollar still has the percentage of world trade and movement. That's what makes it so strong. But if anything was to falter, whether it be through wars or a bad deal or someone did this or that, your riches has to be beyond just the dollar so that can't be the reason for why you do things although that is the reason why most people do things at this time that's not really vision right there is portions of what we do that does involve that so i'm not saying not to have a focus of making money and so forth and so on so don't over extend what i'm saying my point is it's not the root of how we do things it has to be connected to what is vision what is going to be sustainable and then from there you get resources and wealth because wealth has many metrics to it it's not just dollar dollars one metric but there's other metrics so teaching a new generation of that understanding helps perpetuate a whole new way of being that can be more sustainable but if we're just following old models you can't teach an old dog new tricks they're going to continue to vacillate and move toward what they already know. So that's why sometimes helping people try to get out of spaces that they've been in for a long time becomes difficult because it's been in those generational patterns. And you got to let that thing kind of work itself it's out. That only the most you, <laughs> I, you're in a cycle right now to your grandchildren. So I, you just got to stay out the way. I've the policy tables. I've listened to the conversations. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go. we'll go back and forth with solutions and ideas. And at the end of the day, it'll come down to you know what? Let's just purge and just let these guys go through and let's just focus on folks five years down the road and just start afresh with a fresh new mind because just some things are just stuck in this way. So unless there's a change there, but that change, like you said, that's a lot for a person. We're 40, just turned 45. Mm. So trying to unwind something you've been doing for 30 years is very difficult versus a kid who's only 10 years old. This is why a lot of the things that are going on in society, they market to little kids because they're impressionable. Mm -hmm. Their minds are fresh. They're sponges. You can influence them much more easily. Mm -hmm. But, th and this is what goes back to we're talking about the unification, the perseverance, and, you know, going forward. Because as a African people, 
Mm-hmm. One of the other things when it comes to that learning is also being inquisitive and understanding the best in your community. Mm-hmm. Like we have um, people who are of excellent minds who have literally everything that we see today, somebody from our community had was a part of it. Mm-hmm. They don't may not get the accolades of being this first inventor creator because you got to understand who's telling the story. Mm-hmm. People, you're given a story based on the perspective of that storyteller. So, th- so that's why history is so important because just as we talked about, just just breaking down the region, Baltimore, D.C., Maryland as a whole. When you understand the history of how the state was formed, mm-hmm. then that would take you back. Like I said, it would take you further back in history. But these are things that you're never taught. If you live in in Boston, Massachusetts, you're not going to learn the history of Baltimore. You're not going to understand. They're not going to teach you the history of California because all of that is regional. Mm -hmm. But these are things that you have to uncover. So one of the things that I try to do for myself is just read the Bible. Just start from the Old Testament and just read just like you're reading a history book. Just read through and just listen to the stories and how people maneuvered through life. And you'll begin to see parallels to where we are today. Because one of the things our old uh, youth pastor used to say, there's nothing new under the sun. Trust and believe. If it's happening now, it happened before. It just looks different. Mm-hmm. But the core essence of what is existing, we talk about wars. We talk about chaos. Every, there's so many different things we can touch on. But when we go and look at the scriptures, oh, this happened then. Mm-hmm. Oh, this happened to this people. Hold up. This happened then as well. The, and it will click. So this is why you have to be inquisitive. You have to stay in and just and just read continuously because then that would help to provide you healing as well. It will begin to calm mm-hmm. your heightened sense of uh, anxiety. Like, oh, my gosh, the world is going to get us. No, 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 no. This was going on already. Mm-hmm. Gold. People traded all the time. Mm-hmm. They were bad business people. There were evil people that were part of governments. But guess what? We also see examples of how governments fall, mm-hmm. how nations fall due to bad practices, bad leadership, bad a lot of things. But we also see that in the midst of all the chaos and the confusion and decadence, there's always a group of people who are able to stand the test of time. They mm-hmm. were always there. And they're usually a part of the lower class. Mm-hmm. They're usually a part of the, the castaways that society doesn't pay attention to. And they're just spreading. And we can see it. We can mm-hmm. see them all over. No matter, go to any country. Mm-hmm. Look at what the permanent underclass looks like. They live the longest. Mm-hmm. They may not have the material possessions, but they have the wisdom and they have the natural abilities to function and because of that they can sustain themselves longer in the elements Mm -hmm. they can do basically do more with less whereas now you saw covid little things people couldn't get to the grocery store the world was over Mm -hmm. where am i gonna get my toilet tissue from how am i gonna be able to do this how am i gonna be able to do that the world was over because they didn't have the internet so just imagine a person who never had to deal or rely on the internet oh this is normal life Mm -hmm. they're moving when we were talking with our brother, our sisters in, uh, you remember Uganda at the time, they were telling us how because food couldn't get to inner cities, where did the food come from? The rural villages. So the people in the, the villages village, were straight. It was the city dwellers, the high people who didn't get access because the supply chain was off. So it was like, yeah, we have all these goods and stuff. We can't give it to the people. Mm. But the rural areas are the areas that people don't want to live in. Ah, that's poverty. But they have all the land. <laughs> they have all the freedom. fresh air all the resources they have all the best health Mm -hmm. but you can live in your high-rise building and think you're doing something but when the rubber hits the road who needed who so who really needs who (laughs) 
who is really in power in the power position you gotta really look at this because once those people understand hold up so if i don't sell good. my goods mm -hmm. to them mm. y'all can't make chocolate because y'all need my cocoa mm, where y'all gonna get cocoa from just look at how nations mm. and governments let's use the united states for example when the united states runs into a country that it has issues with or let's say beef with what do they do the first thing they do they put sanctions on we are not going to sell to you we're going to tax you mm. hmm, let's look at that so if ghana is one of the leading producers of cocoa and the swiss are the ones who produce a lot of the world's chocolate and they need that cocoa if ghana says you know what we're not selling to y'all no more or matter of fact y'all got to pay triple triple i mean if you want it you can't if not go go find it somewhere else mm. and there's nowhere else for them to go what do you think they're going to do? Stop selling, stop making chocolate. Their country will go down because that's their number one export. That is their cash crop. They're going to have to capitulate or what they're going to do is fall in line. So that whole thing about respect, once we understand our position and understand the authority we have, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all been playing us with way too long. But today's a new day. Rip off those old agreements. This is a new agreement. Huh? You can't do that. No, yes, we can. This is our materials. We can do whatever the hell we want to do. <laughs> and this is what they do Start to scratch, other countries. Yeah. But see, when it's done, it's like, oh, my gosh. No, no. They need to understand and take their rightful place. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to help the people. Because just imagine if you saw that on the world stage. Just imagine African people's globally like, hold up. They standing up to, to Britain, to France. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, y'all been cheating us for too long. That's what galvanizes the people. That's why in chaos, bad things, everybody comes together. Because like, oh, nah, you can't do that. That's the same mentality you got to have as a people. Mm -hmm. That's the mentality we got to have for unification. Understand, nah, this is us. In order to build what we need to build, this is what we need. Go out and go get it. But most so people African people globally, go out and go get it. Understand where you are. This, this The world is literally yours. Mm -hmm. It is yours. Don't sit back. Talking about, ah, oh, no, you know, we got to, no, they don't play nice with you. Why are we playing nice with them? They literally coming to destroy. Mm. All throughout history, they've been coming to destroy. Mm. They've come to destroy you mm. through colonialism, through religion, through economic means, mm. through health and pandemics, mm. vaccines and and, 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 and and diseases that were foreign mm. to your land all of a sudden end up on your shores. How, where did that come from? Mm. You didn't bring it there. Like the warfare is real. So you got to understand, mm. you got to keep your, like, as we say, keep your head on a swivel. Understand there's a war going on outside. You got to understand who your enemies are and know how to deal with them accordingly. Don't sit there, like the scriptures say, and let the enemy sow tears. Mm -mm. Because when that harvest reaps, all those bad things are coming up with it. And then you get yourself into a state of perpetual confusion. Mm. So we got to keep ourselves aware. That's why we got to stay vigilant, stay learned, stay aware. Be aware of what's going on. It's not corny to read. It's not corny to watch the news. It's not corny to travel and understand what's going on in Brazil. What's going on on the continent of Africa. What's going on in Europe. African peoples are everywhere. So once you understand our plight is similar, you'll understand, okay, we mm -hmm. need to unite globally, locally, and it's going to turn into a global chain reaction. And then ultimately, we can make the headway to where the world's going to look at you, regardless of where you're from. And be like, oh, no, we can't mess with them because they, they they from the continent. Mm -mm, can't mess with them. Just like right now. You see in the United States how they made legislation, anti-hate bills for just Chinese people. Mm. A handful of people 
they change legislation for because they understand money. They understand, oh, if we don't do something, they may not do business with us. And if they don't do business with us, we're in trouble. So we need to respect and protect them at all costs. How much more us in Africa? They need to understand they mess with black people. There will be a consequence. Hey, oh, so you killed another brother unarmed for no reason. One of the best in our community. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good, United mm-hmm. States. Um, sanctions. Sanctions? Oh. Yeah, sanctions. <laughs> you don't have the power to sanction me. You think I don't? Sanction the fabulous. <laughs> that's what, see, the world understand that's called penalties. Sanction the I mean, Martin Luther King, the best thing he did, the best thing Martin Luther King did, of all the stuff, you know, people can say it a million different things, the best thing he did was the boycott movement. That what joint, did that do? It hit the bottom line. That's it. Once you the hit the bottom line. The people who didn't want to serve you, they were like, hold up. Let's think about that. Y'all had busing. Mm. Y'all don't like black people, but you know black people contribute to your economy, and you're still working against them for your busing. So when they say no busing, Oh my gosh, how are we going to pay our bills? Well, you don't like these people anyway. Go and find other business. But they couldn't even do that. They got angry and then tried to change the laws and try to do things to then hinder the black bus system. Mm. They understand money. (laughs) They understand if you mess with the bottom line, you're in trouble. Mm. You're in trouble. So it's an economic battle. So that's what, what it comes do? down to. That's what it comes down to. And that's why, like you said, the right type of education and information to the people educating informing them on where they are where they've been who they are help them at least get on that pathway and stop thinking negatively before you even start oh i'm never gonna know because how am i gonna know i ain't from this i ain't from africa i ain't from if you don't know where you're from then you're gonna always be at the bottom period they go it's because you have no base you have to have a base and you can learn your base you you, you may have to approach it a little differently than everyone else because of the unique order of your situation and where your ancestors have been but if your ancestors didn't continue to move forward you wouldn't have been here today if they would have just been like when slavery was happening man they just keep lynching us man we just got to stay here and this is just way this is the way life is and i'm sure there were some people like that and they're probably not here but your ancestors if you're hearing me that means your ancestors were smart and they made the right decision so now what decision you make right now is going to affect three to four generations two to three hundred years if we start thinking that way see we think so next week i gotta pay my bill i gotta pay this i gotta make money i gotta eat from day to day there's an element of that yes but you have to be thinking more long term the scriptures talk about how a wise man thinks for his children's children so if you begin to think it's all mindset you begin to think all right i gotta make my bills i gotta pay this but i gotta be thinking long term so i might be uncomfortable now i may be uncomfortable for 10 years five years as i'm building but once you build something you're gonna rest out and then now your grandchildren everyone has more to live for generations to come and that's the real blessing the blessing isn't always saying i got a job and look what god did which god we got to revisit all of these concepts of thinking that you know material blessing is always coming from the most high it's not always coming from the most high sometimes the devil can be setting you up to distract you with crumbs as you said earlier and then the time you turn around it gets stripped from you like what's happening right now with the the strikes all those writers, why? Because they're like, AI's here. Hmm? We got scripts. We don't need y'all. Did it. That's the fight. And that's going to happen in every industry. So the AI is coming. They don't need human beings no more. <laughs> like, we don't need y'all no more. We got machinery. We got this. Let's slowly start to move them out. So, replaced. Yeah. 
So now, now so see, th- this is why fulfillment is so important mm. because you now you begin to see who is living life on purpose with purpose mm-hmm. because the purpose, the destiny, whatever your goals and visions are for you, you as an individual, not somebody else's vision, but yours, mm. your rightful place can't be replaced because mm-hmm. you're the only you that's going to be. So whatever it is, whatever problem you were put here to solve, whatever element you were here to assist with, you're the only one that could play that role. Mm-hmm. But once again, because we're tied up in this system that capitalism, money, and all this, so what does that do? It robs you of your time. So mm-hmm. therefore, the things that are important in life, you put on the back burner. And before you know it, you're old and gray, and you're about to die, and you look back like, what did I accomplish? Absolutely nothing. Mm. And then it's on the deathbed that people begin to regret. The mm. people begin to like, man, if I could go back in time. But you don't have to think about going back in time. The time is now. Mm. How are you going to change your current state situation? How are you going to make yourself a little bit uncomfortable to be like the scripture say, to be wise and thinking about, nah, this is what I need to do. Mm. There's certain things I don't need that I lusting after that is really not going to be to my benefit. Mm-hmm. But if I will put that to the side and focus my energies on something else, what can be? What mm-hmm. can I bring to fruition? Sometimes you become so locked into your current position, it's causing you to lose focus on the thing that you really are supposed to be paying attention to. Mm. If you gave, or you and I gave the same amount of energy that we give to other people who write bi-weekly checks, we could have created that and some. Long but time it's ago. the idea in your mind is like, nah, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. You'd be like, hold up, where did this thought process come from? How can we hit the reset button, start from scratch? Because I know I can do this better than you. I just got to figure out the path. So now you got to get, that's that learning. How can I figure this and out? And doing it with Matter other fact, people. Unify, because you don't have to do everything. <laughs> well, you somebody can't do anything. The exact same thing you, you can't about. do everything. <laughs> you, you know, what, one of my business partners, he's in the transportation industry. And this just came by happenstance because I was in a bind and I needed something done immediately. Mm-hmm. And he he dropped everything. and was like, oh, I got you. I never met this gentleman before. Mm-hmm. Boom. Gave him two or three uh, jobs. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, he called me. He said, yeah, I, got a, I got a contract with um, the U.S. Army. We need to transport these folks to Philadelphia every Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. I said, word. He said, yeah, you think you can help me out with it? I said, bet. And then not knowing, he works for a church. And it's the same church that we used to work with, one of um, the Gospel Go-Go bands. He was like, how you know him? I was like, oh, we used to play in the band. He said, you know, a guy works in mysterious ways because this all started from a phone call. Once I saw you was willing to drop everything for me, I was like, oh, I, li- I like him. And then that was a connection. So now we can expand and do greater things because now we're working, once again, unification. That's the only way you're going to make it. No other group That's of people have ever. <laughs> Nature, you can't do it. Like I always say, the Cheetos y'all see on the ground, it'd be a thousand ants grabbing that joint. One ant can't do it. So this situation that we are in as Afro peoples, until we can figure out like the Europeans did, and it was the church that helped them figure it out when they were killing each other with the Visigoths and the Viking wars they was having among themselves. And they realized like, hey, let's cut that. Let's turn this medieval, (laughs) the middle of evil or whatever, however you want to say it, the medieval times. Let's turn it around and and unify. Yeah. It's the same process. We've been murdering ourselves, killing each other, senseless murder, so forth and so on. Once we wake up, especially the brothers, once we wake up and say, you know what? We got to stop killing each other and love one another and start building each other. It sounds so kumbaya-ish, and I know people have said it before, but the season is different. 
and the time is different according to the prophetic that the most high is doing 2019 was the beginning of a whole new era it's almost like the beginning of the year for us in a sense so it's like when you read the scriptures it talked about 400 years when the children of israel were in bondage and it says something about 444 years they came out i can't remember exactly the term but it, i remember reading that it was like a 40 year which is what four generations or four cycles that that mindset was in cemented so it takes us as leaders and the leaders of today to begin to do the groundwork and to implement these thought processes. Does it happen overnight? Absolutely not. But through discipline, consistency, attention, intention, and focus, we keep doing it, keep moving it. Then it becomes a lifestyle. Then it becomes a way of being. Then you can win those championships. Then you yeah. can build those companies. When, when Steph Curry and them first started, when Mark Jackson was over there, they wasn't winning much, but he knew. He laid that foundation. He knew, oh, Clay Thompson and Draymond, all right, those three. Yeah, that's, the, those, that's, the, that's the cornerstone, those three. Everybody else built around them. Boom, kept doing that, keep doing that. Then they stacked it. So once KD came over there, he was a super icing on the cake. If he would have stayed there, they would be winning championships till right now. That's it. And, and, you know, even with the KD thing, even from his very own lips, what brought him there was outside of basketball. It mm. was the community it was the business opportunities. It was his ability to learn from them about life mm-hmm. and investments. And the, so many, that's what was attractive to him because they didn't sell him on basketball. We all good. We all mm-hmm. can win. But they're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, when you over here, this is what we do. This is what we do in the community. This is how we're leveraging our resources. We're doing this. We're doing this. He was like, no one was going to provide him that level of challenge. And that integral part is why he made that decision. Mm-hmm. From a basketball fan, he's like, ah, oh, you sold out. But he's thinking about something far greater than how many championships he's going to win on the basketball court. He was Mm -hmm. going for knowledge. He was going to learn something. Just like how we go to college. He was, you know what? Now I need to learn from the school of hard knocks because y'all have done it before. So show me. Plug me into these circles. Oh, I need to be close to Silicon Valley. I need to do this. I need to do that. So he was thinking further. Thinking in the future. So these are the things that we need to pay attention to because, you know, that's what it is. And like you said with the community, it's the same thing. What does gangs give? A sense of community, family. So although it's misdirected energy, it's still the same concept. Human beings are communal people. We need to be with one another. So that idea of individualism is a a, a non-sustainable concept that doesn't work in reality. Don't work. Ultimately, it doesn't work. Unity is the largest obstacle that us as Afro people have to overcome, that other people we can learn from have been able to do, whether it be in the Europeans or in the Asians or in the, um, um, yeah, in the Asians, because uh, Indians would be Asians Indians as well. Indians all there. Mm-hmm. So every people group had to overcome their obstacle of disunification and inbred fighting and, and warring amongst the tribes or the people groups. That's something that we're coming around to. And this is our time to reestablish a sense of, of autonomy and not in competition with no one else remember if you look like me i am you and you are me peace peace my love